Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, Bruce Marchionda of the TAC Titans. Bruce, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me today, Coleman. I'm excited to get, to, to get you on our podcast because you guys have been had what two or three competitions now um, at the TAC Titans since you've started training and competing again. Yes, we had two for our kind of uh, upper level tracks, and then one for our more developmental challenge track. Okay. Yep. Nice. Uh, so. I guess, first of all, um, I, t- I talked to you guys maybe late April, early May, I think it was, um, you know, and, and uh, we, we had Charlon, we had Claire on, and they, you know, it seemed like everyone was kind of doing their own thing in terms of staying in shape and training. Um, since you guys have been able to get back in the water, um, how, how, how was it just being able to use your facilities again? Well, I mean, obviously, we were extremely excited to get back into the facility and obviously we started very slow with just one swimmer per lane with partitions up and uh, then we slowly moved to two uh, swimmers per lane starting at opposite ends and recently we are experimenting with three in a lane two at one end one at the other end keeping social distance at the at the end with two but mm-hmm. you know in, in hindsight and looking back uh, we've been in the water for 12 weeks now, um, okay. and it, it's it's been a blessing. Um, you know, we have smaller groups. Um, I feel like I'm doing my best coaching right now. Um, you know, sometimes you feel like you're managing everything uh, when you have everybody in the pool at the same time. And right now, you know, it might be JP and 10 athletes, myself, and Claire or Blake or Matt with, you know, 16 athletes. And we're just getting a lot of individual stuff done, a lot of feedback, a lot of attention. Um, And I think the intensity of the workout since we've been back has probably been the highest that it's been since I've been here. Yeah. Which, I mean, it sounds very personalized. uh, And it sounds like that's, you know, an environment where you can really get some serious work done, which is awesome. Exactly. Um, so, it's, tell me about how how the racing has been, how the competitions have been. Maybe we can start with the first one. I think that's the one where where Claire Curson <laughs> broke like three national age group records. Uh, and, right. You know, we were as swimming fans, we were kind of nipping at the bit to see if they would, you know, actually count, and they which they ended up counting, which is awesome. Um, you know. Going into that competition, how were, what were you envisioning for, you know, what races might look like or, or how certain swimmers might perform? Um, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a mystery. Uh, we didn't know really what to expect other than we knew that workouts have been very, very good. Um, you know, the week before that, for example, um, you know, we did a set where we went 30 50s on 120, all max effort. And we had people do their prime stroke. So Claire went 30 50s fly 
on 120. And at that point, I think her slowest 50 fly from a puss was 25-3, right? So I'm like, okay, this could be really <laughs> good, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Lance kind of doing the same thing and, <laughs> and, and you know, Michael Cotter and Charlotte and, and all those guys that, you know, they were just putting up some really fast times in practice. And, you know, to their credit, during that break, they all found their own little niche, you know, to either do tether workouts, do lake swimming, hit dry land harder, and, and focus on technique when they could. Um, and, and to their credit, they were able to get back a lot faster. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just the excitement to get back up and race. I mean, that first meet, we did nothing for really preparing for the meet itself. We just kept on our schedule. We threw suits on, you know, and, you know, I think we had something like 60% lifetime bests. Um, now, you know, of course, that's coming off of a short course season where we didn't really have a chance to do much of that at the end of the season. Um, but still, I thought that was pretty impressive. And then the following week, we went into the second meet three weeks later, um, figuring, okay, how are we going to go faster? And, you know, like Lance Norris went a lifetime best in every event. He was 13 for 13 among the weekends. Um, and, and even during a normal season, if you want to call it that, that's that's pretty impressive. But you know, it's it's our our summers just did a great job. They were focused. You know, we didn't go any doubles, right? We were going singles. Uh, we're doing dry land at home. And again, to their credit, and uh, our our strength trainer Aaron, you know, they've done a good job with that kind of stuff. And you know, just really trying to work on the specific stuff that they needed to work on, uh, which we were able to do on a very individual basis, you know, paid off. We had a couple swimmers come in in the afternoons and get a double in, but that was, hey, let's continue the tethered workouts that have seemed to to help, um, you know, doing stuff like that. But Carol Pennington would come in and get a little more volume in and, and you know, went lifetime best of 516.50 after, you know, being out the water for seven weeks and then back in the water for 12 weeks so makes you think about things a little bit as well and and that was my next question is uh <laughs> you know you're you're a seasoned coach you've seen you, you've trained a lot of different athletes you've seen a lot of different things you know obviously we're seeing a lot of swimmers come back and you know if they've done some kind of work in the last five months whether it's in the pool or outside of the pool you know, people are, people are able to uh, race at a very high level right now. And uh, it, it does kind of make you wonder what sh should we be changing, you know, this, uh, our traditional thought of, of what swim training is. Right. Uh, it was funny because I was joking the other day with, with, uh, with JP and we we're standing there and said, okay, JP, here's our plan, you know, 22 weeks before the Olympic trials, we're going to take seven weeks off and we're going to come back for, for 14 weeks and we're get ready to go. Um, but, you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with two is, you know, the age swimmer that I'm dealing with right now, you know, uh, you know, they're 15 years old to, you know, maybe 18 years old. And, you know, during that time they're growing and, and they hit dry land. So they're bigger, they're stronger. Um, and, and those that dedicated themselves when, when we came back, it was like, whoa, 
you know, our primary goal when we shut down was, okay, we are going to come back as the most physically fit club in the country. I mean, that's what we put out there, right? It was a lofty goal. That's what we wanted to do. And, you know, when we came back, we had, you know, boys looking better than they ever have before, right? A little bigger, a little stronger, you know? So I, I think a lot of it has to do with that, you know, plus the rest and recuperation. You can't, I, I think we all understand that now mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, but it was just great to watch. Yeah. And so, you know, you, like you said, uh, you had your first competition, three weeks, second competition. Um, and then you had one for, for, you know, the, maybe some younger swimmers or lower down swimmers. Um, what's in store for the rest of the season for you guys? Um, well, we're continuing through this week. Um, and then this weekend, uh, one of our coaches is getting married, Claire Nania. And, uh, so we are shutting down and we're all trucking up to Tennessee for her (laughs) wedding, which is going to be a lot of fun. And then we're going to take the next week off for everybody. Um, and then we get started back with the new season on August 31st. Okay. So, yeah. So trying to keep motivated this week's been a little difficult, Mm -hmm. but you know, just because I know, okay, we're going to have a break here in, in at the end of this week. Um, but, you know, I just tell them to be quiet and get in the water. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> so, so speaking, uh, speaking of, of Claire uh, Donahue, I wanted, you know, something I've never gotten to talk to you about it, or your, it was your time at Western Kentucky. And, and, you know, you developed uh, a lot of swimmers that maybe, you know, weren't weren't as big names before but uh went on to do some pretty pretty big name things um you know claire donahue 2012 olympian in 100 fly um out of like lane two i think lane one lane one <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um you know uh fabian schwingenschlogel was at western kentucky he went on to yep. do to become their first ncaa champion ever in the 100 breast um you know those are those are a couple names that come to mind, but um, when, when did you arrive at Western Kentucky? And, and tell me about the state of the program when you got there. Um, that was in 2003 uh, when I came there. Um, and Bill Powell was the head coach uh, uh, before that, and he was the only other head coach. Uh, he and I were the only two head coaches at Western Kentucky. And um, you know, we tried to, the administration there was so supportive of what we try to do with the swimming stuff. Um, and so we just, you know, obviously it started with recruiting and, and I knew, you know, okay, you're not going to get the 5,200 flyer out of high school. Right. Um, you know, we didn't have the big name recognition. So we spent a lot of time going out and looking at swimmers like Claire she was 55 in the hunter fly coming out of high school, right? But there was something about her that we felt like, okay, she can be pretty, pretty good, right? Um, and, you know, it was like a nice evolution. Her freshman year, she didn't qualify to go to NCAAs. Her second year, she qualified to go to NCAAs and didn't score. Her junior year, she qualified to go to NCAAs and she was fourth, right? Her senior year, she qualified to go to NCAAs and she was second. Right. Um, and, and that, 
then the next year she was second at nationals behind Dana Vollmer, right? So, okay. oh, okay, we may, maybe we got a shot here, right? <laughs> um, and then we go to the Olympic trials, and in the prelims, she's got the second fastest on her fly, right? So, okay, here we go. In semifinals, I remember her saying she swallowed water off her turn, didn't swim quite as well, ended up in lane one. And I'll say, look, Claire, I'm not asking you to do anything that you didn't do in the last 24 hours. And that's go your prelim time and we're on the team. And she went faster, right? Um, but, you know, and Fabian, um, <laughs> that's kind of a story because he, at the time, uh, was dating the dean. And right. so we kind of, we kind of, right, we, we, I recruited them as a package, <laughs> right? This was a two for one deal. Come on. Um, and. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, Fabian and, and Nadine both, I mean, just great human beings. And again, you know, he developed and my, uh, our last year at, in, um, at Western, he was sixth at the NCAAs. And we're like, you're the only returning person on the podium. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then he wins NCAAs the next year. So. You know, it, it's all about developing swimmers, and that's what's fun here, right? This is all about development, developing swimmers, um, getting them faster, um, and really enjoying the sport. And and I, I think I've always been very good at that, is development. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what I, I kind of like here, uh, just because that's the biggest factor that we're trying to do here develop each individual swimmer to their full potential. And that's whether it's, you know, the Claire's and the Charlotte's and the Lance's and the Mike's, those guys of the world, you know, or it's, you know, it's our, you know, sectional swimmer, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of what it's all about. So that's our approach. And, you know, I've just got a really great coaching staff here. Uh, we went all together. Um, and, uh, you know, we have our first coach leave um, this summer, and that was the first coach that left our program in four years since I've been here. And the only reason she left is she got married, and her husband had a residency in Chicago. <laughs> so it was like, I guess that's a good excuse. Um, <laughs> but we told her that, you know, you could commute to, to Chicago pretty easily. Um, but <laughs> You know, so, you know, it's, it's great. And, and they all understand how we want to do things and we're kind of all on the same page. So it's, it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, there was a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> so you get no to Western Kentucky, the, the administration is very supportive. Um, and you talked about development a lot, right? Obviously you don't have the big name. So you're working on development, you know, in, in, in college, you know, you can, you can recruit and you hear about a lot of schools, you know, do a great job at recruiting and a great job at developing, um, you know, with in those first few years there at Western Kentucky, how were you learning to develop the, those, those swimmers that you would, you know, the, those diamonds in the rough? Um, well, I think, you know, I spent the nine years before that at Clemson, and, and really, we were kind of doing the, the same thing there. It's just we're trying to recruit the right people, surround yourself with the right people. And I think when I got to Clemson, the women's team was sixth in the ACC. And by the third year, we won the ACC. 
on the women's side. And, and that was just through development. Um, and so I took some of that stuff with me to Western Kentucky and, you know, just hit the ground recruiting. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I always tell people great recruiting makes up for a lot of bad coaching. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we just really hit the ground running recruiting wise and, and try to get the best student athletes that we can get. Mm-hmm. And, and then just really worked on the development. And I, I think a big part of the development too, and I know this is going to sound really corny, but, you know, we kind of lived and died there and we try to do that here that nobody cares how much you know until they know you care, right? So we just try to really make sure that they understand that we care about them, right? And when you do that, then they're going to do some great things. And, and it's just like here. I mean, there are some some of these swimmers just have really separated themselves training-wise. And, you know, I, I think they're training on a very, very high level. You know, for a 16-year-old boy, right, to end the 3,000-yard main set, hundreds on 120, and they're going 50 points, 49s. I mean, they're training at a whole different level, right? Um, and we saw that with a boy, Mitchell Stroud, right, who still has another year here. And he, you know, kind of did the same thing and got up, you know, two weeks ago or whatever it was, three weeks ago, you know, went 138 and 200 free, which was awesome for him. And 45-2 in the 100 and, you know, 428 in the 500. And it was just a great you know, for him to start to develop like that. Mm-hmm. So say, um, you know, when, when you guys saw Claire uh, Donahue, when you were recruiting her, you know, when she got to campus finally, what, what were a few of the things you focused on um, in order to, to, to have her reach her full potential? Obviously, I'm guessing you didn't see her making an Olympic team when she was a freshman, but, um, you know, to, to, to put her in that category, to, to, to see her, you know, blossom to her fullest. What were some of the things you guys were focusing on? Um, There were two big things is the, the dry land that we did. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had a great strength trainer there, John Stefanski, and he really bought in the, what I wanted to do there. And Claire embraced that like no other. um, And just, it became a much better athlete, stronger, you know, um, I, I guess I could say this, but when she was a freshman coming in, she was a little soft. Right. Um, and, you know, to her credit, I mean, she became just, a, a, you know, a, for a woman, a, a extremely strong. I, I can remember her, you know, banging out 20 some pull-ups. Right. Um, so she really embraced that. And that was a big part of our program. Um, and then I ended up actually changing her fly a good bit, Mm -hmm. uh, just technique wise. And we even here and there, we were very, very technique oriented, very technique oriented. Um, you know, we do technique work every single day, you know, for my group here and, some pretty good swimmers, right? We do technique work every single day. Um, and so I think that just the technique and she understood that she was really good about being able to make changes very quickly. 
uh, just like Charlotte, just like Claire, those guys, they make changes so fast, right? It's unbelievable. And then I have some guys that I'll videotape them and they look at it and I'm saying, now you know what I'm talking about? And they look at it and they go, well, that's not me. Well, yeah, it is you. Look, <laughs> that's not me, right? Um, so it's, it's, you know, that technique is extremely important and the dry land is what we focused on for Claire. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, and so, you know, uh, as you got further and further into your time, at Western Kentucky, um, how did how did that uh, how did that process evolve for you at all? Did you add or subtract anything into the, into that you know development that was so key for for building the best program that you could? Yeah, and I, I think what we did there and and what we try to do here on a little bit less service scale, uh, but pretty much the same thing is that we sat down with each athlete in the beginning of each semester. And the specific part of that meeting was, okay, what is the best way for you to train? Okay. Because um, I was a firm believer, and I still am, what is good for one person may not necessarily be what, for what's good for somebody else, mm -hmm. e even if you're targeting the same events. Mm -hmm. So when they walked away from that meeting with me, they walked away with their own individual weekly schedule, right? Mm -hmm. Then once we met with everybody, we put them all together. And we came up with our master plan, right? And so there, for example, we had a 10-lane, 25-yard pool, right? So we were running three different practices each day, right? Okay. To, to, to maybe, you know, not put any more than, you know, we, we wanted to go three in a lane. On occasion, we'd go four. But, you know, we wanted to make sure everybody was getting what they needed, right? We were all on the same cycle the same energy systems throughout the week but we could move people around just like we do here okay you're going to the distance free today but we're all working on threshold right mm -hmm. you can go to fly here tomorrow we're all working on you know critical speed and pace whatever it may be so we're able to do that um, and i'm very fortunate here because um i have the help that i need to be able to do that right with our upper level groups um and so again by the end of the week we feel like okay everybody's really kind of getting what they need and we did the same thing at, at western kentucky it's where kind of started to do that and we had to because again we weren't going to put 54 athletes in a 10-lane pool all at once mm -hmm. right so we had the ability to be able to do that nice yeah, I mean it, it it seems like the flex of that kind of flexibility has been key for a lot of programs lately to be able to yeah, train all their athletes individually and get get everyone what's best for them. Right. And there's days just like here, Wednesdays and Saturdays where we want to get up and swim really 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 fast. I mean really fast, right? Mm -hmm. Um and and we make no bones about it, right? It's like you're, you're expected to get up and swim really fast. You want to swim fast in a meet, swim fast in practice. Mm -hmm. All right. So Wednesdays and, you know, Saturdays, we tend to be more all together um, because we want the excitement. We want the camaraderie. Um, you know, I think maybe you might have been here one day when we were doing a, you know, 125 free max effort followed by 75 stroke, right? I was, yes. Right, yeah. And and the kids get excited about it and they support one another. 
And once you start creating that environment, which again, you know, we did at Western Kentucky, you know, kids want to get up and swim fast. Yeah. Right. And that's always going to translate into good meat performances. I, you know, I tell them, look, I don't have any fairy magic dust. I can't pour it on my pocket when it comes time to swim at the end of the year and sprinkle it on you. And here we go. Right. <laughs> so they, they all get, get it. I mean, look, you want to swim fast, swim fast in practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that, that leads me, we talked about, you know, obviously Claire having, having her awesome Olympic Olympic run in 2012 um, at your time during Western Kentucky, was there a practice? Was there a meet, you know, give, give me a war story or two of, uh, of someone swimming exceedingly fast or just something memorable that, that happened while you were there. With Claire or with anybody? Anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, Claire, when, when we went to nationals in 2011, mm -hmm. right, uh, that was kind of her, her kind of breakout year, long course. Um, we, we had an outdoor long course pool uh, that we would be able to get in there, maybe Labor Day, Memorial Day, whichever one it is. Right. And we would stay out there until it got too cold to come in the whole college team did. Um, but other than that, I remember we used to have to drive an hour down the road to Nashville, right. Uh -huh. To get long course. Right. So, you know, here's Claire and I and a couple of swimmers driving down to Nashville Monday, Wednesday, Fridays after classes to get long course in. <laughs> and John Morris down there was, you know, was great to us and, and allowed us to come in and do that. Um, but that 2011 nationals long course wise, you know, when she got second behind Dana there, uh, was kind of breakout. And even the 200 fly, which she'll tell you she does not like very much, just, just like my other Claire here, doesn't <laughs> like that 200 fly very much, right? I mean, for her at that time, 2011, she went 210, right? Which was a solid swim for her, especially for her, you know. I think she went out and won double O <laughs> and brought it back in 109. But... <laughs> You know, it was it was a one ten, and um, so I I still remember that meet out there. That was just a, a great breakout, ex, you know, kind of for her. Everybody else we had there had a great meet as well, and but it was the first time we were like, okay, maybe we got a shot here. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and then you turn around and you know, I mean, it, I, I you know, Claire went what fifty point oh three in the first meet in the hunter fly. And I'm like, that was just a great swim, right? How, how are we going to get faster? And we kind of figured out a couple little tweaks and the walls and stuff. And I mean, she goes 49, seven. I mean, Holy cow. You know, she's 16 years old and 49, seven and hunter fly. Let's go. Yeah. Right. So that, that kind of was a breakout swim for her, I think. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the fuel that, that us as swimming fans needed for sure. Um, you know, seeing, seeing you guys perform for me personally has been the highlight of these quarantine meets so far. Um, because you know, it's like we talked to Charlotte and Lance and Claire a few months ago and, and then we turn around and you know, Lance goes 13 best times and Charlotte's tearing it up. Claire's breaking all these nags. It's, it's very cool to see. Um, what so i guess you know to wrap to wrap up this conversation moving forward after you take your week break how do you see the season progressing in the next few months 
Um, we're we're going to pretty much approach it like any normal season. We hit dry lands um, and a lot of aerobic stuff very hard the first four weeks. Uh, everybody's together in, in our group and uh, groups. Um, and then during those four weeks is when we sit down individually with each athlete, determine what their weekly schedule will look like, and then we'll we'll get to work. Our, our meet schedule will change, obviously. Uh, we'll focus a little more on, um, you know, the pro series meets for our higher level swimmers. Um, you know, we still want to take a really strong group down to Atlanta, um, not just for the U.S. Open, but for juniors, mm -hmm. right? And um, we've never focused on juniors before, uh, but this year that is the plan, right? Uh, that our goal is to go down there and, and, and represent TAC Titans very well uh, in December. And then, you know, we're kind of setting up our schedule now, um, which is becoming a very difficult thing. But, you know, them going back to school because they started school on Monday. Okay. A lot of them are in that virtual academy. Um, and so we are hoping to have a little bit more flexibility uh, in our schedule, um, but end up we don't have as much as we would like, but it, we are able to get, um, you know, the swimmers that need it long course more this year, right? Nice. So, yeah. um, you know, there'll be some that'll get four days of long course, even six days of long course if they need it. Um, and then, you know, like someone like a, a Claire, I don't want her to go long course every day. Um, that'll, I think, beat her up a little bit too much, right? Mm -hmm. So Tuesday for her tends to be a speed day. Thursday tends to be a recovery day for her. So we'll go short course on those days, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and we're just kind of mapping that out a little bit differently where Charlotte might need to get a little more long course in, right? Lance definitely, you know, M Michael, Braden, you know, Mitchell, Thor, those guys need more long course, Right. Uh, you know, Ashley Twitchell obviously needs a lot more long course. So, you know, it can't be long enough for her. But so we'll, we're, we're, we're trying to schedule that now so that they're able to get a little bit more long course this year than they have in the past years. Gotcha. Yeah, seems logical. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for your time. Any, any parting thoughts before we close out here? No, I just appreciate giving me a call and spend some time with you. It's always fun. Absolutely. Well, thank Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on and we're excited to hopefully talk to you soon about some more awesome results uh, from, from the TAC Titans. Well, knock on wood. Let's hope so. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.